And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another Wolf Bites Open Mic. My name is Emily Saliga, and today I am joined by the very talented Karen Harding. Thank you so much for joining me today, Karen. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Um, so thanks for taking your time out of your evening to join us tonight. It's about 8 p.m. there, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's about 3 p.m. our time here in North Carolina. And up until about two hours ago, I thought the 8 p.m. UK time was 4 p.m. our time. So I was almost late by an hour, but thankfully I double checked and we're all oh. here now. We're all good. So that's good. That's good. And that was a little bit late, so it's all good. Yeah, we're all made up. It all part. worked out. Okay, so I wanted to start with obviously talking a little bit about your music. You've had a lot of releases recently. Um, you've been featured on a lot of songs, but I want to specifically talk about your newest single, "Back to You," which came out recently. I absolutely love it. By the way, I get so excited whenever it comes on our station. A lot of artists typically credit their most recent release as being their favorite song that they've ever released. Would you say that that is necessarily true for you? And if not, which song of yours is your favorite? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely easy to to kind of just be like, oh yeah, the most recent one's my favorite. But um, I have like, it just depends, different days, different vibes. I mean, I love, um, obviously, my first ever debut single, Say Something, because it kind of paved the way for, um, you know, like the success that I've had in my career. And, and that, to be honest, I think I love that one the most just purely because it, it's given us the career that I wanted and dreamed of. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is nothing wrong with your most release not being your favorite. That doesn't mean you don't love it any less. Nah. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Going into the single you just mentioned, Say Something, which you released about eight years ago, between all of the remixes and everything, yeah, <laughs> the original and the remixes have amassed over 185 million streams on Spotify, and the music video has over 25 million views on YouTube, which is crazy. So yeah. I know you just said it's probably your favorite song for that reason but how would you say that that song has changed your career like how what doors has it opened for I, you? Um, yeah I originally started um, kind of just as a vocalist I was doing a lot of like weddings and restaurants and bars and I, I kind of like like to sing everything like every genre so I, I wasn't entirely sure of how I was going to make it in the industry and how like the platform was what the platform would be to kind of jump into it so um, say something funnily enough like I I, I was in the studio with Emanike um, and I said to him, I think you should sing this because I can't sing it. Like, it's a bit hard for me. And he was like, no, 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 this is your song. This is your song. Sing it. And I'm glad I did. Um, but it kind of, a lot of like dance producers and um, and writers wanting to get in touch with it want to get in touch with us to like vocal on the songs and write on the songs and things like that so I kind of it was a way into dance music and electronic music which um I'm super grateful for and I think I mean a lot of people say that my voice really suits that kind of music as well so yeah, yeah I'm game for that yeah 
So speaking of your style of music, I know specifically on the Say Something music video and your YouTube comments, I've seen a bunch of people say that you give off like very 90s vibe and 90s vibes. And I know you're a 90s kid. So have like all of, have has this always been the style of music that you've been drawn to or has it changed throughout the years? I think I've always been drawn to it. I mean, I had like a lot of like 90s kind of um, artists um, and 2000s artists in my in my like cd collection at home and um but i'm also like super inspired by 80s um like a lot of like shaka khan whitney houston like power ballads celine dion like that sort of stuff as well as you know like um brandy and um i can't even think um usher like all that oh, yeah. kind of all, stuff just all intertwined so it's like you know i just feel like i just try and pull the best of all the influences and just put it into like dance music and, and house music. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're, you not only write songs for yourself, but I know that you write songs for many other people. So I wanted to ask, do you find that there's a Ooh. difference between your songwriting for yourself versus for others? Um, I wouldn't say so. I kind of like go into it all always now with an open mind like I don't put too much pressure on myself because when I do when I like want to write something for me and I'm like I want to write this for myself and I want it to be exactly like this it kind of never pans out because I'm almost forcing the um creativity so a yeah. lot of the time like the songs just that that happened to be I'm like at the end of the session I'm like mm, I'm feeling that one for me or I'm not and I'm just and I just kind of just let it let it do its own thing um you know like some of these songs other writers in the room we all just kind of push it out to people who we think it might suit and then it sometimes connects sometimes it doesn't you know there's hundreds of songs that I'm sure every songwriter has that the wish that they could get cut with another artist but what what's good for me is that I get to um you know also release my own music which is which is a great um outlet and I think like yeah it's really nice to be able to do that as well okay yeah you already answered my follow-up question which was um when you're writing a song are you aware that it's for you or just do you go in with it with an open mind which an open mind yeah, there we go mind for sure <laughs> yeah most of oh. the time, unless if I feel like I've really got to get something off my chest, yeah, or I feel like, you know, um, we've all talked about it before we entered the room that it's going to be for me, then like, mm -hmm. yeah, usually an open mind. Yeah. So um, continuing on the songwriting path, where would you say, this is just a basic question that I'm sure you've been asked many times, but where would you say that your inspiration for your songwriting comes from? Um, It kind of like comes from like current music now are trying you know listen to as much of it as possible but sometimes it's you know it's really hard because you just end up listening to the stuff that you like right um yeah. but uh but i feel like I, I try my i try my hardest to listen to like new artists that i have listened to before like i really got into um yeba then i really got into like you know a lot of um i, I calvin harris obviously i'm a massive fan of his stuff but but also like just like um, there's a there's an amazing like, R&B artist called Lucky Day. I'm super into him, and like just trying to just try and not to like listen to the same things over and over again because then I'll end up just using the same melodies and using the same lyrics. So I just try and get as much inspiration as possible on the listening front. Yeah, that makes sense. I I know I tend to get into. I mean, I don't I don't write songs, but I tend to get into that habit where I just listen to songs that I know because it's more fun to listen to songs that you know because you're able to sing along, but you know, got to try our best to get out there and find new things. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, so 
just your, I feel like at every point in some kid's life, including mine, I wanted to be a singer when I was younger, but thank goodness I didn't try to pursue that because I'm not very talented, but that's okay. Um, so at every point in some kid's life, I feel like they have a dream to be a musical artist. And it's very rare, however, that people go through with that, let alone be successful with it. So what would you say has given you the push to pursue music that many other people don't have? Um, to be honest, I really, <laughs> I don't know, like maybe self-belief, like I think like a lot of people can't deal with like rejection as well. Like people, people see like the happy, shiny side of it, but what people, what a lot of people haven't seen of like my career um, and how I got to where I am is the rejection. Like I've suffered like a lot of rejections along the way where people have said, no, not for me. Oh, I don't like that song. It's not right. Like, well, love Karen. Don't really like the songs. Like it kind of, and then there was like ones really early on in my career where like, you know, I wouldn't win competitions or like just, just, I don't know. You've got to experience those knockbacks and just get on with it. Like, and I feel like a lot of people maybe, you know, can sometimes fall at the first hurdle. Like that's only one rejection, honestly, like someone like Beyonce, Katy Perry, they've had many rejections. And I think sometimes that's what it is that you need to just be able to deal with mentally. Like it's such a, it's such a tough game sometimes like over that, like, you know, don't get us wrong. There's times when I thought, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Cause it's like, it's so intense on my, on your, on your mental capacity um but then then now that i'm always like oh but i just love singing like i love it so much and that's the only thing that i want to do so yeah i, I guess like i've just kept at it and um and yeah just try to stay as positive as possible throughout the whole journey yeah well that's awesome i mean the love for music is is really what what keeps you going and that's all that matters so um so you spoke on the, like your rejection experiences, but I, I read that you like, you were a part of some competition shows like Eurovision. And I know you started to go through like the X factor thing and got to experience a bunch of the things behind the scenes. So, um, I've always wondered like what those things are like. Can you give us a little, I know they were, they were a long time ago at this point, but if you can yeah. remember any like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, the Eurovision thing, it was kind of like the UK's entry to Eurovision. So like, it was like, I don't even know how it all happened because I was maybe 15. Um, and like, I got to put through this process where I was against a few of the people and then I got picked for like the top six. There wasn't very many people who applied, by the way. I don't think it was like a big bunch of like t artists. Um, yeah. And then we all like got given a Kylie Minogue song or like Pete or a Stock Aiken and Waterman song, which is like a, a songwriter group thing. Anyways, we got given that and I was like, and I would never ever in a million years sing a Kylie Minogue song. It's just not like my style of voice. But um, yeah, it was kind of, it was strange that, but it was one of the best experiences I could have had in terms of like, I was on a live TV show at the age of 16 and I got to experience like the intensity of that. Cause it is super intense, like live in five, four, three, two, one. And I'm like, Oh my God, like now I've got to sing. Oh, and I've got to dance and I'm rubbish at it. So like, yeah, it was all just like really intense, but that show was actually quite nice. It was really chilled out. The X factor meanwhile was like super intense and, um, and yeah, like, that did that whole chair challenge uh thing and what they don't show is like you're on the stage for, for 
for four hours. They don't show that you got up. You shared a room with like four other girls. You all got up at like 4 a.m. because you had to be stage ready at 8 a.m., which was a joke because you didn't have to be stage ready. But like, there's just all sorts of like things that go on in the background that like, I don't know people just get on with because you're like, I'm here to win. I'm here to like do this competition. I want to be successful and you'll do anything to do it. And I feel like sometimes like the talent shows can take advantage of that. Like, because I don't think it's fair to do that to like a lot of young girls. And I mean, that was really tough for me to deal with when, cause the, the crowd were all like, Oh, number one, you gotta go number one. And I was like, you know i am a person like this this is actually quite hurtful but i think things have things are slightly changing and and it's becoming like a more positive outlook on these kind of shows like don't get me wrong like it i'm glad that i experienced it because it actually built my confidence um even though the rejection was tough i just got yeah. i was like you know what I, I can do this. I'm fine. And funnily enough, when I actually auditioned for the X Factor and did that, did it that year, I had say something on my computer, but nobody had heard it by that point. So like, you know, there's a silver lining. I wasn't obviously meant to make it and that way. And I was in and I was meant to do it like more organically, which, you know, I'm super proud of as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like having the confidence to go on a show like that, I I can't even imagine. I was nervous enough to talk to you today, so I cannot imagine <laughs> going on a competition there's show. There's so many artists who go on these shows, like so many people, like I'm sure even like, you know, Jess Glynn, there's there's loads of artists who've been on it who, who, who didn't get very far. And then look at them now. It's like, it's just, it's just another string to the ball. Like you literally just, just take it on the chin and, and just carry on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about um, your music video specifically. My friends and I last night actually were watching your music video for Back to You and we we really enjoyed it. But one of my friends in particular was really, really curious about like the color scheme and if there's like a reason behind like just the ideas for music videos. Like, do you just go into it with the general vibe of the song or do you take experiences that the song is about and, and make it towards that? Like what, what influences what the music video is going to look like? Um, in this, in this case, it was uh, a treatment that was given to me by the director. Um, and they send, he, he sent it over and, um, and he was like, do you like this? And I was like, yeah, cool. Like I'd never been to that house before. And that house is actually like, um, all designed for seventies. So like every room has a seventies theme to it. Yeah. So this one was like the warm chic kind of bedroom vibe. Um, and he Chris he kind of just put it together and was like do you think this is kind of the vibe that we should go to and I was like yeah like a warm cool vibe I mean the thing is with the video it's actually quite minimal um it's more of like a visualizer music video which was quite interesting to do because you know I've done like massive uh, music videos in the past with big budgets and stuff and it was quite nice to just like relax into it and not feel too much pressure um and yeah we were able to get some like fun shots as well which is always enjoyable yeah i i really enjoyed the music video i think obviously there's something nice about a, a whole big production with the music video but there's also something really nice about something so simple like it still it still looks good and everything but you're more able to focus on your voice and the song itself and yeah. i i really enjoyed it thank you thank you so you have um a few big performances coming up 
including a Formula One VIP party and a Ministry of Sound classical show where you're going to be performing with a full orchestra, which that is, that's really cool. I'm sure you're excited for that. Um, Yeah, just in general for your um, performances, would you say that you have any pre-show rituals or things that you need to do before you go on? Um, I'm like super chill before um, gigs just because I want to like conserve my energy. I just want to focus on what's like coming and like I just want to like just get out there and really enjoy it. Um, I feel like it's been a while since I did a gig, so I'm super excited to just get on stage again and just like sing. And the um, the Formula One one is actually uh, a DJ set with vocals, um, which I haven't done for so long. So I'm a little bit nervous for that, actually. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I usually have like lemon and ginger, honey, chill out. Um, sometimes I'll have like an alcoholic beverage. It just depends on how I feel. Yeah, just to calm your nerves. Yeah, that's it. It's just because like, obviously sometimes you gig and then you just want to be like on the same level a little bit, you know, vibe yeah. with the crowd. So, um, but with the orchestra one, I'll probably not. I'll probably be really sensible on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's good that you're, um, in general, so like chilled out about it. Cause I know like, just me in general, I'm a very paranoid person. And so I like have this thing where I can't even like cross out the day on my calendar until the day is officially over because I'm scared something's going to happen. But if I, (laughs) if I do that and say that it's over before it's over. So I, I wish I had those qualities to just like, like not be paranoid about if I don't do something like something's going to happen. I think like the thing is once you've done it, like uh, once you've done it a few times, you realize that like, the worst things could happen and are usually out of your control. So you just have to just try and accept that like, it's usually out of your control if it goes wrong and you just gotta just get like, literally like when you do a gig, the sound, like the worst thing obviously is I come on stage and the microphone's not turned on, That's yeah. the worst thing, you know, but that's not my fault. That's someone else's fault. So like, I just try and think of it as like, you've done everything you can. Now you're ready to go and that's it, yeah. you know? Well, that's a great mindset to have. Just, just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, so speaking of formula one, I also have uh, another friend who is very into the Netflix show about formula one and was so excited when I told her that you were going to be performing at a VIP party there and wanted me to ask if you've seen the show. So have you seen the show? No, I haven't. Well, on Netflix. Yeah. I I haven't seen it either, so I can't speak too much on it, but (laughs) she loves it. Like my dad loved loves Formula One, but like I've never really like watched it apart from when I was like a kid with him in the house. So, but I think yeah, I think I saw that like program actually on on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I know her favorite is um, Mercedes, which I think is like the UK's. I don't know how it works literally at all, but she she wanted me to mention it and ask if you've seen it. But um, no. but yeah. I'm, but I'm, but hopefully like I'll do a bit more research before I go to go into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What would you say your favorite show is? Um, well, I've just finished you. Um, uh, I'm also super into Vikings and the last kingdom, that kind of stuff. But, um, I'm also really obsessed with the lovers blind. Like, Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that one specifically, but I love reality dating shows. <laughs> it's so like good. married at first sight and love is blind. Like I'm literally like, okay, just clear my mind. Just, I yeah. want to chill and it's really entertaining. So yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've been trying to get around to watching love is blind specifically for the longest time. I haven't, but now, I mean, now that you've said you love it, I'll, I'll have to prioritize it over the others. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to your music once again. So you have another single coming out called Wrong Places at May 12th. And then your debut album, Take Me Somewhere on May 26th. Is there any way, could you give us like a little sneak peek? Like what is your favorite song on that album? Um, It's been changing like for all the past couple of weeks actually because I've been getting everything finished. Um, There's definitely more like standout records for me in terms of like the ones that I really, really, really love and I, and I can't wait for people to hear. Um, You know, there's a lot of songs on there that have already came out like my previous singles, Undo My Heart and Morning. Yeah. They'll be on there as well but there's like quite a lot of new stuff on there that i've been working on over the last year or so um and yeah honestly i'm so excited because like, i just got one finished like this week and i love it so much i've listened to it a hundred million times and it's so so exciting so yeah like i'm not gonna say which one but yeah okay there's, there's some yeah. really really like good stuff on there yeah well i'm very excited for it but yeah i know may 26 is uh, it's not that far away, but it's still far away. So I'm sure a lot of things can can still change in that time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is all that I had planned. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I think I'm good. I'm all, all right. Good. Well, then that is all the time that we have today. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining me. Um, once again, my name is Emily. And if you guys enjoyed listening, be sure to like and follow us. And also, like I mentioned before, Karen has a single coming out May 12th called Wrong Places and also her debut album, Take Me Somewhere on May 26th. So be sure to listen to those and I'll see you guys next time. 